Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Addict Podcast Championship Week Edition. Matt Verderam, Patrick Allen here to get you ready for the Chiefs' fifth AFC championship game in a row at Arrowhead, the Arrowhead Invitational, as it was uh, as it was called by by our pal Nick Wright. Burgum, how you doing this week? A lot, lot. It's a big week. I know you're you're making the rounds, talking about the game, and then you're also a Chiefs fan, so the the the, the nerves maybe are there too. I am. Uh, I'm ready for the game at this point. Uh, I'm exhausted between Mahomes' ankle and all the talk back and forth. The Chiefs are like, we're not going to get involved. And then Willie Gay stepped to the mic. And there's been this stuff with LeJerry Sneed, although I don't think it's fair to LeJerry Sneed. I think with Willie Gay, it's very fair. Um, you know, and then and then just all the stuff back and forth. Then, yeah, and then on top of that, you just uh, obligations, hitting uh, hitting all the different uh, the, the venues to talk about this game. Uh, look, I'm very excited for the game. I'm very excited for the game, but I I'm ready for the game. I, I've had enough of the preamble. That that's where I'm at. Unfortunately for me, I am not God, and I cannot make it Sunday at uh, five thirty Central Time. It is Thursday at four Central Time, so I still have a ways to go. <laughs> Why did Willie Gay like? Look, I don't think the Bengals are going to play any harder, and they've been talking no, their fair share yeah. smack this time as well. But like, I just why. Why? Why bother with that if you're Willie Gay? He couldn't help himself. Just couldn't yeah. couldn't help it. You know what what's what what do you appreciate about the Bengals offense? Nothing. I gotta tell you, I watched the week 13 film this week. I actually went back and did it on Monday night. And Willie Gay and Nick Bolton stunk in that game. Yeah. They were the biggest reason that she's lost that football game. The biggest. You go watch the event. I've already had people say to me, because they got mad at me on Twitter because I tweeted that, Bolton had 16 tackles. Go watch that game. Go watch that game. Tell me those two guys played a good game. Neither one of them could guard anybody in zone coverage. They both missed a million tackles. They were the pigeons that Burrow picked on over and over. I tweeted out his passing chart. Burrow's passing chart is just a bunch of green dots right down the middle of the field. It's all it is. He barely threw the ball outside the numbers the entire game. When he did, he was scattershot. Um, but so I, I'm with you. Like, is it going to impact the game in terms of like, you know, are the Bengals all of a sudden, that's it. But it gives you a chip on your shoulder, man. The Bengals love that stuff. Now, the Chiefs ought to have a chip on their shoulder the size of Texas after all this stuff this week. But, right. you know, listen, why feed into it? 
Why feed into it? I don't mind Legarius Need saying, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be ready. We're gonna we're gonna handle our business." Like, what is he supposed to say? Like right. I, that to me. Like, look, if the Bengals want to play it up and blow that out of proportion, fine. But like, what is he supposed to say? I don't have a problem with that. He wasn't saying it like a boastful way, but like Willie Gay, man, just be like, yeah, they're a really good offense. Okay, done. Yeah, That's it. yeah. It, it, it's um, you know, up until that point, it was really just the Bengals who were doing most of the trash talking. All of it. And you, you know, we we talked about this earlier this week when we when we hopped on to talk about Mahomes' ankle. Like, we kind of we like it like that. We we don't want to hear the Chiefs talk, and we just want them to go out and win. It's not going to matter at the end of the day. Whoever wins, if the Chiefs win, they're gonna they're gonna throw it back in the Bengals' face. And if the Bengals win, they're gonna they're gonna take any opportunity to to stun on the Chiefs. Yes. Yes. All right. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, it's just it, there's just no point. Yeah, there's yeah. no point. You are not gaining anything um, by by getting out there and talking. And you know, listen, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm sure the Chiefs players are sick and tired of it. Honestly, having to listen to Burrowhead and all this stuff, and like, right. honestly, somebody asked me earlier, what are my thoughts on it? I just lean right into it at this point. Sure, yeah. it's Burrowhead. It's allowed to stay in the NFL. Burrowhead Stadium. That's fine. Yeah. Like. He's been there one time in his life. Like that's fine. Call whatever you want. Honestly, I think it, I think the Bengals are doing the Chiefs a huge favor. Let them talk. Yeah. Like, you know, the last time a team talked a bunch of shit before they played the Chiefs, it was the Bucks. And how'd that play out? Yep. The yep. Chiefs after the, the Chiefs leading up to that game were very like okay. And after the game, even Mahomes was like, yeah, we wanted to give them a little something. Like we heard all like, as far as I'm concerned, it's great. Um, I said this to you off air, and I feel this way genuinely. I think this is going to be an extremely physical football game. Yeah. I think you're going to have a couple of late hits in this game. I think you're going to have some very clean but hard hits. I think you're going to have – I think this game is going to be one of those games that, like, by the end of it, you're like, man, thank God if our team wins, like, they, they get a bye week for the Super Bowl. They're going to need it. Like, yeah. I, I think this is going to be a very hard-hitting football game. I agree, and we're going to get into all of that. First, got to let you know that this podcast – is brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company. We just made a beer with these guys. Arrow Red Lager. You got to check it out. It's a Nuremberg Nuremberg style uh, red beer in uh, Germany. It's called a rope beer. It's an easy drinking 5.2 ABV, 18 IBU. uh, And um, they used uh, Red X malts to produce this. Uh, It gets a nice red hue worthy of the Chiefs Kingdom. We helped make this beer. It's got our logo on it. You can still get it. They have sold out of the six packs, y'all, in the beer hall. So uh, I, you know, I don't know the state of the kegs at this point, but what better way if you're going to the AFC Championship game than to stop by Casey Beer Co. Get some Arrow Red Lager, and if they're out of that, try some of the other fantastic beer they have. You know, I'm a big fan of the Dunkel. So much, so much good beer. The Schwartz beer. Verum's got like, you know, uh, he, he took like a hundred bottles home from when we I were did. over there. He's got about five left. So uh, make sure you head over there uh, and dare to beer different. And of course, drink responsibly. Twenty one and over. If you're not twenty one, cut it out. That's right. Uh, let's get into the outline here. We get some reviews, Verum. Like a lot of reviews. We're gonna get to those in a little bit. If you want to yep. leave a review for the podcast and, and hear it read on the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, write a review, and we'll read it on the podcast. And, you know, considering uh, how the Chiefs do this week, um, we may have some time to fill next week. We'll see. Um, so head on over there and do that if you've got questions about the Super Bowl, if they make it. Um, so we're going into the game. Let's start setting the table here. The ankle. More videos hit the, hit the web today of Mahomes. He was jogging. Um, I, I tweeted a, a joke yesterday with 
you and me are looking at these videos like a, this Bruder film at the JFK assassination, looking for a limp. I, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I think he looks pretty good. I know there's pain. There's no doubt he's in pain yeah. when he's running around and he's not slamming his foot into the ground and, you know, doing any of that. But right. how much at this point, based on what you've seen so far this week, how much does Mahomes' ankle factor into this game? I mean, I think it'll factor in somewhat. And by the way, I've seen a few people like, well, you know, the gay, what he said was taken out of context and reporters are running around. Guys, it, come on. He's not a moron. Just go in there. You, oh, by the way, I'll tell you this. I, I covered minor league hockey. Those guys go through media training. Right. Those guys do. Okay. Yeah. The idea that like his answer was taken out of context. He was asked a direct question. He was asked, he was asked a direct question. What about the Bengals offense impresses you? He said nothing. Right. It's hard to take that out of context. Like, he kind of just said what he said. I mean, give it a rest, guys. If that was the other way around, you'd be like, oh, they're talking shit. Like, give it, you know it, I know it. Give it a rest. Yep. Um, as far as Mahomes goes and his ankle, look, I, I mean, everything's been encouraging to this point, right? I mean, it, it has to be. He's, he's practiced fully in both, both days. Hardman's been limited, but he has practiced. Um, I think you're pretty happy with the way things have gone to this point. You have to be, right? I mean, you can't ask for much more. He's practiced no. both days. He's looked good. Um, we're not going to know 100% of what's going on until Sunday. I mean, it, he's going to go out there, and let's face it, what he's going to be asked to do on Sunday is going to be more than walking to a podium and jogging. He's going to be asked to have to cut and, and, and move on that ankle quickly and unpredictably. Yep. Can he do it? Now, it's the NFL. This isn't Pop Warner. They're going to tape that thing. They're going to shoot it up. They're going to do everything they've got to do. I mean, this is this is what it is in the NFL. My guess is he's going to be pretty good to go in this game. That would be my – based on what we've seen, um, I, I, I think that he's going to – I don't think the ankle is going to determine the game. I don't. But I, I think that – is he 100%? No, I, I, I would be – Floored if he's that, but I don't think it's going to be the determining factor whether they win or lose. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam, and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be S-O-L if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great. But having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans 
to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it's, um, I agree with you. I, look, he's moving around well, and that's good. What, do we, what we don't know is about the two things I think Chiefs fans should worry about. One is the stability of the ankle. It's one thing to be jogging around. It's, it's another thing to be putting your foot in the ground, cutting, trying to evade a pass rusher. Uh, as you pointed out. And the other thing is the potential for re-aggravation of the injury. His ankle, no matter what, no matter how much progress he's made, is in a very fragile state right now. No doubt. So, so, you know, he can go from feeling pretty good to one person steps on his ankle and he can barely walk. That's it. Right. So, you know, you're right. They're going to tape it up. He'll have that support. They're going to probably shoot it up. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, it really comes down to, can they keep him clean? Can the offensive line keep him clean? Can he get the ball out quickly? The good news is the Chiefs had time to game plan for that, and they didn't have time to game plan for that last week. Injury happens mid-game. You've only got so many things on the play sheet. Andy Reid now knows that this is a possibility, and so he can bake in plays and hot reads and other things yeah. to get the ball out of Patrick's hand. I think that realistically speaking, they have to play it a little bit different. But I don't think they're going to alter drastically what they do. Like, I, I don't think all of a sudden they're going to just be this wildly different offensive team. I, first of all, he can still throw the ball. It's not like he broke his right arm. Like, he can throw the football. I still think yeah. he's going to throw the ball. I still think he'll have success doing it. I have said all week, regardless of his ankle, whether it's 50% or 100%, I think the key to winning this game for the Chiefs, other than the obvious stuff, turnovers, penalties, they've got to win up front. I also feel like you've got to run the ball. In the three games they've lost to Cincinnati in this recent stretch, the worst day the Chiefs have had rushing the football was five and a half yards per carry. They get away from it. They get away from it. They they stop doing it. If they had run the ball in the AFC Championship game last year, they win the game. Period. I had some people with the Bengals tell me that. Like it, they would have they would have won the football game. They stopped doing what they needed to do. My magic number for this game, give Isaiah Pacheco 20 carries. Give him 20 carries in this game. Now, if you look at his season, that would be a high watermark. He has not seen 20 carries yet this season. I think they've got to and, – and listen, with all due respect to McKinnon, McKinnon's great. McKinnon is not the runner Pacheco is. Pacheco this year, the only time he saw 20 carries was against the Rams. He saw 22 carries. Okay. Other than that, it's been, you know, it's been either single digits or it's right around 15. I mean, give or take a carry or two. Um, last week, he had 12 carries for 95 yards. It's 7.9 yards in attempt. 
they need to hand him the football. If they hand him the ball, I think that they have a good shot because I do think they can win up front with that offensive line. And they have consistently done that against this defensive front. And he played well all season, but that Jaguars game, that big run he had against the Jaguars, and you can make an argument, that was the first time we saw him as a difference maker for this team. If he doesn't bust off that run, that's a lot harder of a drive for Chad Henney. And who knows what happens in that game. That was, no And he ran into a brick wall, by the way, on that and bounced that outside to make that happen and used his athleticism and speed. And so he has that in him. And I agree with you 100%. He's another playmaker and they need it. Uh, and hopefully it can come to fruition this Sunday. So, you know, you already touched on it. You don't think the Bengals or the Chiefs will radically change their their game plans for this. Yeah. Um, is there is there anything you do differently if you're if you're Andy Reid? Like, do you have a, like a little part of the corner of the play sheet that's like in case of emergency break glass? Yeah, I would. I mean, I, basically, if Henny has to come to the game, or if Mahomes is so limited that like they have to treat him like he's Chad Henny in terms of play calling, then yeah, sure. Um, this is going to be a weird. I I just think it's going to be a very weird game. You don't know what's going on, with Mahomes. You know, like the Chiefs' offense has not had a problem moving the ball in Cincinnati when they've played them. Like, that has never been a problem. Turnovers have been a problem. Penalties at times have been a problem. Them moving the football has not been an issue. Like, I, I think the Chiefs come into this game with confidence they can do that. The other part of this is, too, when they played the Bengals in Week 13, they did not have Kadarius Tony, They did not have McCall Hardman. They did not have Joe Tooney. They are definitely going to have Tooney and, and Tony. I don't know if they'll have Hardman, although it seems like that is promising, at least, with him practicing the last two days. Like, if you go back and you look at the box score of when they played the Bengals in Week 13, I mean, Kansas City averaged six and a half yards per play, which, by the way, is better than their average for the season, right. which led the league. It wasn't like the Chiefs were out there just getting just absolutely destroyed in the game. But the Bengals, by the way, also 6.5 yards per play. Um, the Bengals had more yards, largely because the Chiefs turned the ball over, okay? But that's a game – where, again, I go back to that game and look at it and go, what went wrong for the Chiefs? Okay, here's a few things. Bengals, 7 of 11 on third down. Bengals took six penalties. Chiefs took four. You think that's great. The Chiefs, on those four penalties, one of them overturned an interception that brought the ball to the nine-yard line. And of the four, three of them gave the Bengals an automatic first down. You know how many penalties that the Bengals took gave the Chiefs first down? Zero. Like, some penalties mean more than others. Um, I think if you're the Chiefs, offensively, you're not altering a whole hell of a lot. Like, you know, if you look at their game, they really their 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 passing charts pretty scattered. Like MVS had two catches for seventy one yards, Kelsey four for fifty six, Juju three for thirty five. I think by adding in all those other pieces, um. They should be able to do some stuff here. That's, I mean, I, I don't think it changed a whole yeah. a lot. Uh, really quickly, um, if you want to support the show and you want to get a little action, make make this weekend as if, as if this weekend wasn't already nerve wracking and exciting with the Chiefs playing to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you can you can get a little action if you live in the right state. Um, we've got a great deal. 
uh, we wanted to pass along to you guys. It's a promo with uh, a new promo from BetMGM, partners of ours. And this is just for the conference championship. So uh, for all legal betting states, use the code Arrowhead for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Using our promo code Arrowhead is a great way to support Arrowhead Addict. We get a small fee from BetMGM for each new better that uses our code. So if you haven't done BetMGM yet uh, and you don't have an account, do us a solid. Sign up, use the code Arrowhead and place the bet. It's new customers only and uh, 21 and up and present in the select states. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable fee uh, bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. See full terms at betmgm.com. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Kansas. 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY New York. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP or text 7867 in Louisiana. Call or text Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or one 888 Three two three five zero zero in Virginia. Seriously, guys, a bunch of you have done this, and it is awesome. I can't like one. It makes us look really good to our bosses, which we appreciate that. Um, and uh, two, it helps us keep bringing this Chiefs content to you and expanding the show in ways that we've done. If you noticed over the last year, there's more shows. There's another host. We did a live event. We made a beer. So like. Building this community and bringing you the best Chiefs coverage we possibly can. When you guys do these things for us, if you're able to or if you're, you're you, we want to, uh, we can't thank you enough for the support. So if you haven't had a chance yet, do it. Um, but by the way, shout out for the super super chat from Justine, um, one dollar uh, Canadian. Appreciate you. Um, and 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 by the way, remember, uh, uh, you know, super chats get priority if you want to get on the show. So appreciate you. And yeah, Matt, you got to you got to dip out. I just saw this message briefly. Uh, my my wife's uncle usually picks up uh, the little one from daycare, but it has been snowing here all day long. And on his way over there, he got in a car accident. I think he's fine, but uh, he's incapacitated at the moment. So I will return, but you're gonna have to hold down the fort for a few minutes. Uh, luckily, the daycare is like a hundred yards up the street, so I will grab her and then. Uh, she might join the podcast. I don't know exactly what we're going to do here. Maybe take a nap. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hold down the fort, read a few reviews, and I'll be I'll be back uh, ASAP. But I, I will return. I apologize, everybody. Yeah, you got it. You got it. We got you. We got plenty of people out there watching, and so we can get some of your questions in as well. You know, as far as the Chiefs in this game, uh, defensively, I played a lot of zone last time. And they got absolutely torched in zone coverage by Burrow. And I don't know if you guys watch. I'm sure you all did watch the AFC Divisional game between the Bengals and the Bills. It was kind of the same thing. They were playing in the snow. And it just seemed like the Bills were in a lot of zone. They were afraid of giving up those, those big plays. And Burrow was just dropping dimes. Oh, and it wasn't just that like, like Burrow threw the ball fine, I thought. But if you watch that game, guys were wide open. I mean, embarrassingly wide open. Um, so I just, I, I, you know, I think, I think the snow impacted the Bills' defense a little bit. I think it impacted their pass rush a little bit. Um, I think there was problems with J- Josh Allen just wanting to play hero ball, trying to go deep too much instead of just taking what the defense gives him. And that's what Burrow's good at, right? Like, he's really good at reading the defense, taking what they give him. He doesn't get antsy. If the shot's there, he'll take it, and he's really accurate. 
So if the Chiefs are playing a lot of zone in this game, I, I just I I don't see it working out for them. I think they need to try to confuse Joe Burrow, confuse the 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 Bengals offense and really mix up their coverages. I see somebody in the chat saying uh, the Chiefs need to play a lot of man-to-man in this game. Uh, yeah, Zachary. Um, I agree. I think a lot of man-to-man. And look, there's there's obvious risks that come with that, right? These wide receivers are really good, particularly Chase. So you're putting somebody on him, and you're running the risk of you know getting mossed, having those big plays happen. We see Mike Williams do it to the Chiefs all the time. At the same time, though, I like what would you rather have? Would you rather have, you know, Jamar Chase gets on McDuffie and like mosses him and comes down with a tough catch? Or would you rather him be wide open in the middle of the field with nobody within five yards from him with room to run? Like make him catch the ball, make Burrow make the throw, make it hard on these guys. Um, more questions coming in from the chat. Uh, William DeLong says, Start with the run, open open up the pass, get Pacheco and the, the friggin' ball, open up the lanes, get the O-line some work. Can't disagree with you. Um, I, I want to see the Chiefs get physical on offense and kind of push the Bengals' defense around. The Bengals' defense is playing with a lot of swagger right now. They're, they're doing a lot of creative blitzing. We saw that uh, against Buffalo. Josh Allen, my God, I can't remember who it was. He got hit square in the face from a blitzing corner safety. I don't know how he didn't see him coming, but, you know, as scary as – keep this in mind. The the Bengals are really good, but as scary as they looked against the Bills, a big part of that was on the Bills, right? Like, the Bills kind of just rolled over. They were – they did not come to play. Um, We've seen the Bills. The Bills are better than that. They are a much better football team. It wasn't just that, like, the Bengals are, you know, God God and cleats – coming into Buffalo and just smacking them around. And there's nothing that the, that the bills could do about it. Credit the Bengals. They played really well, but this part of this was on the bills, some bad game planning and just some poor play from the bills. And if the Bengals are walking into Arrowhead this weekend, thinking that they're God and cleats and that they, that they're so good that they can just smack anybody around. They could be in for a rude awakening. Um, Let's go back to the chat here. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Josh says, man up and double chase, rush for, maybe blitz a fifth from time to time. Yeah, I like that approach, Josh. You know, um, again, I, I want the Chiefs to mix it up. Like, I was going to maybe say this a little bit later in the podcast, but when I think about this game, if it's going to go well for the Chiefs, I don't think like Mahomes has to be brilliant or Juju's got to have a big game. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think if the Chiefs are going to win this game, the people that we're going to be talking about, because like we know what Mahomes and the offense have to do, right? The people that we're going to be talking about if the Chiefs win this game and go to the Super Bowl are Chris Jones and Steve Spagnuolo. For me, this is a Steve Spagnuolo game. He's done it at different times in his career. I know he's not the most popular defensive coordinator that the Chiefs have had, but like at the end of the day, he's got to come up with something to overcome the fact that the Bengals' offense is better than the Chiefs' defense. Like it just is. It just is. Um, maybe in a year or two, as some of the young pups grow up, that's different. And the Bengals, but like, look, the game is already tilted in favor of the offense, and and the Bengals just have. I Mixon's a really good back. He can run. He can catch it. And then you throw in those wide receivers. 
you know, obviously they're they're down on the offensive line, but so I, I really think Steve Jalen says Frank Clark. Yeah, I agree. They, they've got to get a pass rush. They have to make plays. They have to bat down passes. But I think it really comes down to the way that this Bengals. I mean, the Bengals have won like what ten in a row. The way that they're playing on offense right now, you're not going to just come in and like shut them down. The Chiefs aren't just going to suddenly turn into the eighty-five Bears on defense and shut down the Bengals. So what I'm looking for them is. You know how Belichick Belichick did this against the Chiefs with Mahomes. Like the Chiefs' offense was better than the Patriots' defense when they went up against those teams. But Belichick would always pull some shit out to like confuse Mahomes. Like he did it for like a half. They were like showing blitz, then they were dropping guys into coverage. And you know, he's really good at finding ways to muck up the game long enough, even when he's at a disadvantage, to keep it close. So like if if Spagnolo comes out with like a really good game plan that confuses Burrow for a half, that 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 could make all the difference for the Chiefs, right? If the Chiefs have a a, a 10-point lead or a 7-point lead because of that, now you're into the second half, and now it becomes a game of possessions, of running the clock, and who can get those those last crucial stops and put some more points on the board. So I I really think that that's what we've got to see from from Steve Spagnuolo in this game, is he's got to come out with a game plan that just – confuses Burrow in the offense and that Cincinnati's not ready for. Um, as, as, as good as the, the Bengals' defense has been playing and as good as their defensive coordinator has been, you know, I'm, I'm giving the nod to Andy Reid here on the offensive side of the ball and, and with some of the weapons the Chiefs have on offense. It's no disrespect to the Bengals' defense, but I just think that the Chiefs are going to find a way to score points, right? I, I just I don't see a situation where they get shut down. Now, if you ask me that heading into the Bills game, are the Bengals going to be able to shut down Josh Allen and the Bills offense? I would have said absolutely not. Are they able to do that two weeks in a row against two top-tier offenses and, and two great quarterbacks? It's possible. I just I don't I don't know that it happens. Um, Jalen throws out Legarius Sneed. Sneed's going to be a big one in this game. He's he's probably one of the most physical corners that the Chiefs have and can stand up to some of those Cincinnati receivers. Zachary says, Jones, Clark, Carl Loftus, got to be big. Also, please know Carl Loftus on a wide receiver. Yeah, look, give some credit to the Jaguars there. That, and that's where the chess match happens, right? You're trying to do those confusing things if you're Steve Spagnuolo and you're moving guys around. But then if the offense is wise to it or they've got their own schemes, they move things around and the next thing you know, you've got uh, the, the, the Jaguars' best wide receiver on a defensive end. And that's that's death all day. And the Bengals, if you look at what they did against the Bills, if you look at some of the film, they were moving, they were moving Jamar Chase in motion a lot back around the quarterback, and it was giving the Bengals fits. It was clear because because obviously, if you're playing the Bengals, your 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 number one worry is Jamar Chase. You've got to stop him. You've got to know where he is at all times. He can absolutely decimate you. So they move him around. And sometimes they move Chase around as Verderham joins us again. Um, hope everything went all right over there. Verderham, we were, ta- we're talking about Jamar Chase and the way that the Bengals will move him around. He's pretty good. You know, he's good. But yeah. also they, they used him against the Bills when I was looking at the film to kind of freak out the Bills a little bit. And so they would use him as almost a decoy to clear out space for other plays. Right. Um, and, and how do the Chiefs protect against those kinds of moves on defense when, when they're probably going to be trying to do their own uh, smoke and mirrors to, to throw the Bengals offense off track. Well, look, I mean, the Bengals have a lot of weapons. They're really talented. 
I think for my money, Chase is a top five receiver and Higgins is the best number two in the NFL. So uh, you're looking at a team that, you know, Boyd's their number three. Boyd might be the best receiver on the Chiefs. Like, I mean, him, Juju, okay, you want to argue that, fine. But, like, he'd be certainly number two at worst. Um, I think the biggest part of this game is going to be, at least in the past game, in this realm of the game, is going to be the Chiefs are going to have to play some man coverage and win occasionally. And that doesn't mean like, – when I say man, I know some people immediately think, like, one-on-one, no help. It's not what, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is they have to be able to not get in these zone coverages where the Bengals are really good at exploiting them. You know, Burrow is ultra accurate. And if he gets these zone coverages, you know, you can still, you can almost make one on ones easier in zone coverage because your one guy is responsible for one zone. Teams know that. They'll sit Chase down in an area where it's him on a linebacker. Good luck. Right. Yeah. So, they kind of control the, the the matchups in zone coverage, whereas in man, of course, you can you can control that to some extent. I think in this game, you have to play Trent McDuffie on him a little bit, and I know that there's a risk in that. But Trent McDuffie was pretty good against Chase in man coverage in limited snaps in Week 13. Now that's a lot different than playing him 70 snaps straight up. Okay, but if I'm the Chiefs, after watching that film Week 13 whether it's Chase or Higgins, when they're outside, I'm playing a ton of man coverage with inside leverage and saying, look, if you're going to beat me, you're beating me down the sideline, outbreaking routes. We, Whenever we do these film Fridays, a lot of times we've looked at these formations from opposing teams and from the Chiefs where they're in what's called a condensed formation. They're, everybody's inside the numbers. The Bengals don't do a ton of that. The Bengals like to be outside the numbers because they love to run in-breaking routes, deep ends, posts, slants, crossers. If you're the Chiefs, to the best of your ability, you have to limit that. The Bengals are great. They're going to get some of them. You've got to try to limit that, have the safeties drive on it, and say, look, if you can make the throw over my corner but in front of the sideline and you can do it over and over and over, you win. I think you know, the, even as great as Burrow is, that's a low-percentage throw. It just is. I, w- I would take a chance on that if I'm Kansas City over, hey, I'm just going to try to play this straight up. I think that's a much harder thing to do. Yeah, we talked about this while you were gone, and I said, I just don't think the Chiefs can play scared in this game on they defense. They can't. They'll lose. Because, and I think that's what the Bills did, and they just picked the Bills apart. In this game, I, I, I said, and let me know if you agree, I would rather see, if we're going down, I'd rather go down and make Chase – Moss, Trent McDuffie five times on deep passes to the outside yeah. that are a little bit lower percentage than him just getting wide open like he was against the Bills in the middle of the field with nobody within five yards of him. Yeah. Oh, look, it, no doubt. Like, go watch the tape. And Boom Rice is saying, man, it's a bad idea. Bro, in theory, I get it. Go watch the tape of Week 13. The Chiefs were way more competitive defensively playing man coverage. Way more. I'm not sitting here telling you it's some magic elixir where Burrow's going to go out there and go 13 to 30. That's not going to happen. But you at least contest. I One thing that perks my ears up, Spagnuolo said today at the press conference on Thursday here, he said that one of the big things they've talked about is contesting at the catch point. That's a hell of a lot easier to do in man than it is in zone. Like, I, I really think in this game, if you're Kansas City's defense, you've, you drafted McDuffie in the first round for a reason. And by the way, he's been really good. 
You have Lejarius Sneed. He's really good. You have to challenge these receivers. I would even tell you, I'd take it a step further. Climb up on the line of scrimmage and get into a bump and run. Be aggressive. I don't care if you take a penalty on first and 10 and it's some, it's some, you know, legal contact. Who cares? Like I, I would turn this into a game where you're daring the officials to call it. Just fine. Get aggressive, be aggressive. I'm not saying, you know, haul some guy down 40 yards downfield on a PI, but if the chiefs play back, they're going to lose. They did it in week 13, bro. Killed them. The bills. You're right. They did that. What happened? The bills are now 14 of them before the anthem was over. Like, when think about the Chiefs, all these years have had a great offense. What has been one thing the Chiefs have always struggled with a little bit is these physical teams that climb up on them and just turn it into a street fight. The Ravens, the Titans, the Pats. Those teams are harder to play than the teams that just back up because right. you can do whatever you want. The yeah. Chiefs can't back up in this game. Yeah. And Burrow went through a similar maturation that Mahomes had to go through this year, which is teams started yes. backing up and playing lots of zone and he struggled a little bit early. Yep. Yeah. And I think that in this game, man, just like there one Achilles heel and it hasn't, it hasn't revealed itself yet for the Bengals, but their offensive line injuries. I know they've comported themselves really well to this point. Fantastic. Right? Absolutely. Fantastic. And the chiefs had a bunch of offensive line injuries a few years back. Remember? And then they uh, lost yes. their future in the AFC Championship game. But, like, they made it to the Super Bowl. They had other guys hurt. And then it all fell apart on them. I think this is an opportunity, too. If you play all that zone and guys can run to a spot and sit down in the zone, then Burrow can get that ball out quick. I think if the Chiefs force him to go outside, force him to hold on to the ball a little bit longer, and, right. and sort of entice him to be like, look, one-on-one coverage with Chase. in the outside, you need a little bit more time for this to – to develop, it might give the Chiefs pass rush a chance. The Chiefs had, I think, the second most sacks in the league behind the they Cowboys. Did. Yeah, no, behind the behind the Eagles. The Eagles. Okay, yeah. Um, and then and and they were really great with pressures and knockdowns as well. So, yep. you know, the Bengals don't want Joe Burrow holding onto the ball in this game. So if the Chiefs can find a way to just an extra second. Have him hold on to that ball. It could make him, you know, it's not going to, as you said, he's not going to go, you know, three of 22 in the of game. Course. But if it gets you off the field one time, two times, that could make a difference in what many yeah. think will be a really close game. You know, listen, I think if you look at this game, there are some things that Chiefs can take advantage of. Now, it's not to say that they will, but there are some things that they can. The Bengals this year, if you look at air yards, they've given up the ninth most air yards in the NFL. You can throw the ball down the field on the Bengals. Okay. And that's with a schedule that look at that division, look at the quarterbacks they've played in that division. Okay. Not exactly a who's who of greatness. And yet they've given up. And, and that's playing one fewer game, by the way, than everybody else except for Buffalo. All right. Um, because that game was wiped away. I mean, if you factor in that game, they averaged giving up. I'm doing, I'm doing a little napkin match. So forgive me if I'm a little off on this, but like, 180 yards in the air. If they had given up an average game, they would have given up the third most in the NFL. Okay? You can throw the ball over the top on them. You know, you look at their hurry rate. It's not great, man. Like, it's 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 bottom half of the league. It's 20th. Okay? You can throw the ball. Like, the Chiefs should be able in this game to throw the ball. Pressure rate, it's about average for them. Chiefs are fifth, in case you're curious. Like, 
The Chiefs led the league by 10 in pressures, 178 pressures, second in the league in sacks with 55. Okay, the Chiefs, in theory, the strength of them in this game is up front. They have, I mean, look, I think even most Bengals fans would agree with this. They have a superior offensive line. They are better up front than the Bengals are. That is, I don't even think it's arguable. They are up front defensively. I think the Bengals have a very good defensive line. The Chiefs defensive line is very good. It's a better pass rushing line. Okay, the Bengals, I believe, had 30 sacks this year. Um, I just looked it up. Hendrickson led the team with uh, eight, and Hubbard, I think, had six and a half. Yeah, the Bengals, the only teams that had fewer sacks this year than the Bengals are the Raiders, Falcons, and Bears. Like, the Chiefs, if they're going to win this game, they have to win up front on both sides of the ball. This cannot, and this cannot be what it was in week 13 when the Chiefs got one sack. Okay? You've got to be able to get pressure, get a few sacks, force a holding penalty, maybe get a strip sack. Offensively speaking, Mahomes has got to be clean, and they've got to be able to run the ball in this game. One thing, look, the Bengals are a very well-coached team. They're very good defensively. I, I actually really enjoy watching them play, quite honestly. This year against the run, I mean, you can, you know, you can look at the Bengals and say, hey, can you run on them? Hasn't been that easy to run on the Bengals this year. You know, they're top 10. Um, but I do think if you're the, the Chiefs have run on them partially because teams will let the Chiefs run on them a little bit, right? Just like yeah. I think the Chiefs might let Mixon and P. Ryan run a little bit in this game. Take advantage of that. Get in good situations. Hold the ball a little bit. I think you have to factor all that stuff in. Yeah, I think you're right. This is it, when you look at some of those numbers, particularly against the run, a lot of it during the regular season factors into who you're playing. Yes. You know, you're going up against, uh, you know, whatever whatever quarterback you, that Pittsburgh was throwing out there that week, you're, you're not as worried about giving right. up a big pass, right? Um, so uh, we're going to get into the, the official preview section, but first we got some reviews to hit from some of you guys who, who have been awesome. I'll take the first one here, Vertoran. Um, and uh, this is from Apple Podcasts. So leave us a five-star review over there and, and write a review, and we'll, re- we'll read it on the show. An avid listener of the podcast since 2020, so basically since we fired this thing up, uh, yep. rarely miss an episode and has only gotten better over time. The amount of content is key. Over four episodes per week, I can't get enough Chiefs football in this golden era. Each episode hosted by different AA members brings its own unique flavor to Chiefs football and what makes it so great. Keep it up. Can't say enough good things about the show. Question. Top three non-division rivals. I have Bengals, Bills, Patriots in that order. Also, uh, would you travel? <laughs> would you travel to the moon knowing you'd make it home safe and it was free of charge? Jalen Butler. Our guy Jalen. Oh, not travel to the moon because I I just enjoy sitting around doing nothing too much. You wouldn't um, do that. Just so you're going to get back home safe. No, nah, it takes damn long. I'm good. Um, <laughs> damn damn thing is a rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, top. First of all, thank you for the review. Top three rivalries. I mean the Bills and the Bengals and whatever order you want to put them on. Sure, the, I get the Bengals first. Um, the third one. Is there one? I mean, I guess it's still, maybe the Colts because I just have a deep-seated hatred of them since I was a kid. Um, you could say the Bucks. You know, they've gone back and yeah, forth. Those two I teams, mean, they played each other a lot recently. You could say the Titans. The funny thing is, I'm pretty sure at this point, the Bills and the Bengals are their only two real rivalries because the AFC West is such a clown show that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's nice to be on that side of it when you're – you know, I grew up and Broncos fans are like, oh, the Chiefs. 
And now, like, Bronco fans absolutely hate the Chiefs with a passion. And Chiefs fans are like, oh, cool, it's Denver. And it's just a, you know, it's like two wins, and these move on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate the, uh, the review, Jalen. It's very, very kind of you. Uh, I'll grab the, uh, I'll grab the next one. By the way, I would go to the moon. I would oh, do yeah. it. I'm sorry. Go. Yes. yes. You would it's go okay. to the moon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm coming back safe, uh, be an incredible experience, especially if I could bring a KC beer with me. Right. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever drank beer in space. I don't know if they've allowed that. I don't know. But like, that would be cool. I'd, I'd like to be the first person to, to drink a beer on the moon. I guess you probably couldn't. Maybe they could design a special suit. Or just, you know, just, just crack one open and you know, just hang out and just hope for the best. Uh, right. Yeah, then why not, right? What a way to go. All right, this one from our PR director, Clint McKenzie. My favorite podcast. It's common knowledge that the Kansas City Chiefs are the finest football team. You know that. What you may not know is that this particular podcast gives you the best blend of Chiefs info and pure entertainment that you will not find anywhere else. Give it a listen. You won't be sorry. Clint, as always, man, you're the best. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're awesome, Clint. I'll grab the next one here. Best team-centric podcast. As a diehard Chiefs fan, I was looking for a Chiefs-centric content. I happened upon Arrowhead Addict, and I couldn't be happier. They unapologetically represent the fans, but also remain objective enough to be educational. Each panelist seems to have a niche that allows them to be to collectively gel and provide unique perspectives, particularly in their pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. They include more fan engagement than I've seen on any other podcast. Adam Best is a great host and sets topics up well. Matt Verderam is currently my favorite football analyst. Way to go, Verderam. He combines his knowledge of league history, salary cap, and film breakdown to provide football analysis at a, high le- a higher level than I'm getting anywhere else. Sterling Holmes and Matt Connor are also great, especially in post-game shows. Could not recommend more highly. The Critic Guy 12. Notice who you didn't mention in that. Got everybody in there. That's a, rough, that's a rough look for me. Um, but a professional, a really great review. Thorough. Not thorough enough, in my opinion. But thorough. is um, good stuff. Yes, very, very well done. I'm sure it was an oversight. Yes. Uh, love it. I listen to five different Kansas City Chiefs podcasts, but Arrowhead Addict is the only one in which I listen to every podcast. I like a few others, but AA is a must listen. That is from Great Listener. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, best Chiefs podcast. I'm a Canadian now living in LA, and I've been a Chiefs fan for 30 years. Christian Okoye was my idol as a kid. Verderam is the highlight of the podcast. He tells it like it is. I thought he was. <laughs> I've heard this about him this. before. I thought he was sixty before I saw the YouTube version of the pod. <laughs> Keep it going, you guys. It's so fun to listen to your post game reactions. Uh, this came from Seabass uh, V thirty five. That's a hilarious review, by the way. That is hilarious, you. And finally, uh, thank you. Uh, like you, Verderam, Chiefs games have always been away from my dad and I to bond. Huge foundation of our relationship. You guys are responsible. With your criticisms, and I love how you don't hide the fact that you're regular fans first and foremost, just like us. I love. I look forward to enjoying an adult beverage every Sunday while throwing in the AirPods and listening to your pre-half and post-game shows. Three birds with one stone, an hour of reprieve from the lady and the dog. Chiefs talk and alcohol. The fun you guys have jumps through the screen. Cheers, boys. Skylar Dre, 22. Thank you very much. Uh, all those are very kind. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And thank you for the super chat uh, from DS. Best Chiefs content on the internet. Keep up the good work. Do the best we can. You guys are the best. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here. I may even be jobless. So thank you very much. Um, best set of reviews we've had in a while. I mean, that's yeah, a lot of Like really six in like three days. So yeah. um, really that appreciate it. That um, helps us, guys. Helps more people find the show. When you yeah. Do I'm thinking about leaving a scathing review where I just trash myself and then just do oh. it as like somebody else in the podcast, yeah. like from Sterling. Yeah, um, nice. Just, just you know, bring bring a little bit of balance. 
Um, but you know what? I uh, not to take a left turn here. I really just think this game, like, there's so much analysis of these two games, right? Because there's only two games at this point, and and you know, there's not the six wild card games. Like, I think this game of all the games so far in the playoffs, this for me is the hardest one to get a real read on. Like, I, I don't think either team's going to blow the other one out. I'd be surprised if that happens. But like, it's just so many factors that go into this game. Like, on one hand, you say, well, the Bengals have won three times in a row against the Chiefs, which is absolutely fair, right? They have. On the other hand, you could be like, well, the Chiefs were leading in the fourth quarter in all three of those games. Like, you know, and, and in some cases handed them away, and in other cases, the Bengals made plays. I think sometimes, you know, the Chiefs, the second half of the year defensively, better than people maybe realize. But to be fair, I think the Bengals have been incredibly underrated defensively for two years now. You know, people don't even know nationally. Like Jermaine Pratt, he's a really good linebacker. Logan yeah. Wilson is a really good linebacker. Um, you know, that that safety tandem of Bell and Bates is a quality tandem. It's maybe not like the sexiest group of names in the world, but it's a really good de- – the only, the only real weak spot, I would say, are the corners. And Hilton, by the way, is awesome. Like, yeah. it's more the outside corners. Like, look, no, nobody, nobody's quaking in their boots over Eli Apple, okay? But I, I think every, everywhere else, it's really solid. The quarterbacks are great. The coaches are really good. Like, it's just one of those games where it's like, I almost feel like nothing else matters but this game. Like, all the other stuff that boils into it, like, yeah, you're going to take certain things, but I don't know. It feels like such a singular event with these two teams. I do think it matters that the Bengals are 3-0 and and they're three, they have confidence. So in that respect, I think it matters. But I don't think, like, in terms of, like, the gameplay on Sunday, I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with that. I think this game is such an incredible coin flip. I really do. Yeah, shout-out to the Super Chat um, uh, from DS. Uh, best Chiefs content on the internet. Keep it the good work. Appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. So I want to I wanna take off my, my analyst, reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call me, hack, take off my hack hat there you um, go. Yeah. for a minute and, uh, and talk to you guys about – how I feel about this game or how I've been feeling about this game because, and, I, and I'll be interested to hear from you, Vertoram, the same. Um, it, it's, so many of you very kindly pointed out in, in the reviews, we are analysts, this is our job, but we're also huge Chiefs fans. I mean, we really, really love this team and have our whole lives, both Vertoram and I. And um, yes. it matters to us. We get, we're just like you. Like We sometimes have to swallow it and get in front of a camera and try to be coherent. Uh, but we it it we go through all the same things that you go through about this team because we're fans and we love the sport and we love the team. And I've been since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, even when they lost to the 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 Bucks in the next year. As much as that hurt, I've I've been I've been all right. I've been able to handle it pretty well because you know when your team finally wins the Super Bowl and everybody's different. I had perspective, right? I was like, hey man, like we got Patrick Mahomes, we're winning a ton of games. You can't win it every year. We just won a championship. You know, you had all that. I had all that perspective and it helped me deal with the losses few and far between as they have been over the last few years. There's something about this game that I, I, I tweeted this as well. Since about Tuesday, Wednesday, every time I think about it, I'm sick to my stomach and um, I'm nervous and I haven't felt that way. I remember when in 2018, when the when the Chief, Mahomes' first season as a starter, that, that yeah. AFC Championship yeah. game, they lost to the, the, the Patriots. We weren't doing the podcast yet. I was a mess during that game. 
because I was like, oh my God, the Chiefs are finally going to make the Super Bowl. And I just was completely like, I slithered off my chair at one point when, when I thought they had won and it was the, the D4 jumped off side. Like, I was a mess. My wife was filming me, laughing at me. Like, I, and I haven't really. If my wife said to me, I honestly, God, we would have been headed for divorce. We <laughs> did divorce court. Yeah. Like, by by Monday. Yeah. yeah. But like, I've been pretty like well reasoned about the Chiefs since then. But this game, I want, I think I want this, this win more than I've wanted any win since they won the Super Bowl, since that game. And I, I was trying to figure out why. And I think it's just because for the first time in a while, like they're the underdog. They lost in the AFC Championship game last year. This team's talking all kinds of smack. And it feels a little bit like it did before we were on top. And so I want that feeling again. I want to get back on top. And so I've just been like a nervous wreck about it. Um, what about you, Verram? Like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're even more in the NFL world than I am. How do you feel when you think about this game? As a fan, take off your, your analyst hat for a minute. I'm excited for the game. I'm not nervous about it. Um, and not because I don't think the Bengals can win. As some of you already know, you've heard my prediction. You may not love it. Um, I I am not nervous about the game. I, I'm to the point with the Chiefs where in big spots, I trust that they're going to come out and they're going to play a good game. I mean, at, le- at least, you know, a game that is representative of their talent. Now, they, they are playing a team this week. that They might lose to even if they play well. Um, but I'm not nervous about I'll be nervous come Sunday. Come Sunday morning when I wake up, I'll, I'll be nervous. Like, I won't eat all day on Sunday, I guarantee you. Um, only one thing. Uh, I guess there's a part of me that was more nervous about the Jacksonville game in the sense it's like, man, if they would have lost that game, with due respect to Jacksonville, that would have been embarrassing. If they lose to this team, it's not embarrassing. Like, I I get it. You know, the Chiefs are their little brother and all that. And I've been saying that for a year. They are. Until they beat them. Like, it would be painful in that regard. But the Bengals are really good. Like, it's not like it's some disaster. Last year was a disaster only because of the way they lost the game. Like, it's not so much like, oh, my God, they lost the Bengals. It was like, how could you lose that way? Like, that was just a ridiculous way to lose the game. Um, but I, I'm i not really that worked up about it. I, look, I will, I will say this about this game. I honestly believe if the Chiefs play their best game, they will win this football game. I do think they are slightly the better football team. However, they never seem to play that game against Cincinnati. Turnovers, penalties, tackles can't block. They can't get a pass for Sean Burrow. Like, they're going to have to do stuff in this game they have not done the previous three games. I think the offense is going to be fine in this game. I really do. I think the offense will move the ball, they'll score points. What are they going to do defensively in this football game? I mean, you go and look at the game even in week 13. Now, both teams had missed opportunities. Okay, Boyd dropped a touchdown. He should have had it right in his hands. Um, you know, the Bengals had a fourth and goal at the four, and, and Dunlap made a great play. You know, he, he stuffs the the, the run. Um, you know, the Chiefs had a fumble. They had a missed field goal. They they had a penalty on third and 18 where they threw for 40 yards to Justin Watson. They were, they were already been in field goal range. He gets called back on an illegal man downfield. It had nothing to do with the play. But my point is this. Burrow was 25 of 31 in that game. Like, couldn't have played any better. The Chiefs had the ball leading with 10 minutes left. Like, they were there to win the game. I think if Kansas City plays its best game, it will win this football game. But can they do it? 
Can they play that game? And that's the thing that you don't know in this game. You don't know. It, it, it feel like a lot of times I feel like we talk and we'll be like, if Chiefs play a B-plus game, they'll win. That's not the case in this game. I mean, maybe if the Bengals also don't play their best. But, like, if the Bengals play really well, the Chiefs are going to have to play great. That's the nature of this thing. This is the AFC championship game. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're the two best teams in the AFC, if not the NFL. I can't wait to watch the game. As we get into the sort of the the formal preview here, Julian Edelman was on TV this week. And uh, he said he heard that around the Bengals facility, they've got signs everywhere that say, did you get a hand on Kelsey? Or have you touched Kelsey? Um, but basically they're, they're, I mean, the surprise teams want to try to take away the hall of fame tight end is best, best weapon. Um, so, you know, the chiefs obviously know that can, can the chiefs do enough on the outside? If, if Kelsey's either getting doubled or they're just trying to blast him off his routes so that, so that Mahomes can't lose his security blanket. It's got to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, especially with Tony back and potentially with Hardman back. Yeah, they can. I mean, I, I always think too, it you know you could sit there all day. Look, we've been on the other side of this thing, okay? Like the Chiefs could sit there all week, but we're taking Jamar Chase out of the game, yeah, until he goes into motion, and and, he, and now he's now he's in the slot. You can't get your hands on him. Like, what, what are we? I mean, what are we doing? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, you can bracket and double and do different things, but also keep in mind that when you do that, it then opens up everybody else. Like, I will say this for the hundredth time this week: here, radio, TV, whatever. The Chiefs have to run the ball. I don't care. I don't care what any analytics person says. Like, it doesn't matter if you – bullshit. You've got to be able to run the ball in this game. I'll tell you, you know what? Here, this is the time of the podcast to get into this. This is what I would do if I'm the Chiefs in this game. I would come out early in the game, and I'd run 13 personnel over and over and over and over. If people don't know what that is, it's a running back and three tight ends. Okay, Obviously, if you do the math with one receiver. I'd put Juju Smith-Schuster in there. I'd use him to crack block. I'd use him to come down and crack down on linebackers and safeties. I would put Bell and Kelsey out there with Gray and if Fortune's back, you want to switch in Gray and Fortune, that's fine. I would line up and I would just run the football because it does two things. One, it establishes a tone. Two, more importantly, Lou Anarumo is a great coordinator and he will give you a million looks. If you're in a, if you're in a scheme like that and you're in a formation like that and a personnel grouping like that, it's a lot harder to do a whole lot of stuff. Like you're kind of compelled. You got to get in a base, bring a safety down. Like you don't have right. a choice. If I'm the Chiefs, I want to turn this game into a fist fight. I really do. That's how I would play this game. And by the way, in in that personnel grouping, if you're the Chiefs, you can line up like you got three guys on the end of the line, and then put guys in motion and split them out. And now you got Kelsey. And like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to double him with a linebacker and a safety? Fine. Then Juju's backside one-on-one with a corner on the outside. It also, by the way, forces the, the Bengals to take some of their better players off the field. Hilton's typically a slot corner. Do they, do they move him outside? If they do, then he's not blitzing from the slot because now he's outside. If you're the Chiefs, I would do that. And then I'd go the complete opposite way at times. Five wide, spread. Like, I would make the Bengals declare defensively what they're doing. I'm not coming out with a lot of 11 personnel, three wide receivers. That's when you can start spinning the dial if you're Aaron Arumo. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm big personnel. You know, two tight ends, two receivers, and a back. 
one t- one running back, three tight ends. Like I'm going with big power formations and saying, here it comes. Like we run the ball effectively for the Chiefs all three times against the Bengals. I would absolutely line up and play that way. And until the Bengals stop it, I'd run it and run it and run it. And, and I, I, I'm sorry. If I'm Andy Reid, I would have told Pacheco this week, you're getting the ball 20 to 25 times. Buckle up. It's coming. And I think if you're the Chiefs, that's the best way to play that game because it also serves one other purpose. Burrow can't help you. He's got to sit on the sideline and watch it. And if I'm the Chiefs, to me, that's the way to go. Pacheco is a physical downhill runner. I'm telling, And then then Stacey just took the words right out of my mouth. My man, right? When you start running the ball and it's second and four, then you can get into your 11 personnel and go, all right, we can run out of this or we can throw out of this. We're going to run play action. Pratt and Wilson are excellent linebackers, but any linebacker will tell you, first order of business, stop the run. If you run the ball well, you use play action, get a guy to suck up, then all of a sudden you can go to those intermediate routes, hit a guy for 15 yards on a backside slant or a skinny post. Chiefs, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to run the ball effectively and a lot. That is how they win this football game. They don't do it. They're not going to win. I'm with you 100%, and I think it's a big deal that they have Blake Bell back, that they may get Jody Fortson back. Jody Fortson's a big guy. Like yes, he is. They can take up space and make that. And, and I, I saw Dan Orlovsky, who I love watching Dan's analysis, talking about specifically this, about going in with those, with those three tight ends, and how it, it can basically neutralize a lot of what Cincinnati likes to do on defense. You want to blitz that slot corner? Guess what? Ain't doing it against three tight ends. Can't do Not it. happening. Nope. So I love it, and I think that it also will give the chance, the Chiefs a chance to dictate the terms of the pace of the game a little bit. And that last game against Cincinnati, when the Chiefs needed to get a stop, they just couldn't do it. And Burrow was just eating the clock, eating the clock, eating the clock. It was really frustrating. I think the Chiefs in this game, what we talked about earlier is as far as their defensive approach, maybe trying to to force uh, Cincinnati to take some higher, some lower percentage shots. Well, if you can get a lead, if you can make them feel like they don't have enough time, that they don't know when they're going to get another possession, things can start to get a little sloppy. They maybe take that deep shot trying to get some points back or trying to get a big chunk play or it happens. gets batted down yep. and it does a lot of rhythm. Yeah, happens. happens. Yeah, you can't just let them paper cut you to death. And I felt like that that's what happened the last time that these two teams played. No, and I, you know, I honestly got didn't see the Dan Orlovsky stuff, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it forces the Bengals into a situation where they can't be that creative. They've got to play you kind of straight up. And if I'm the Chiefs, sign me up for that. Yeah. I and Max in the chat, uh, thanks for stopping by, man. I was saying that you know they can't do that the whole game. They'll be worn out by the second half. Look, I'm not sitting here telling you I want the Chiefs to run every time they have the ball, but like I'd run the ball 40% of the time in this football game. I would. Right. Like I'd run the ball. If the Chiefs have 70 plays, I'd run the ball 30 times. I would run the ball a lot in this game. I really would. And I well, yeah, you know, the Chiefs have McKinnon too. Like they, they got fresh legs. You could you could give him 10 of those carries. You know, he's fine. He's more than capable of doing it. I think by the end of the game, the one thing it will do, if they are successful with it, the Bengals by the end of the game up front are going to be gassed. Anybody in the league would be. I mean, at some point, it just becomes crap, man. I got to hit this guy again. Right. I got to hit this guy again. I got to deal. I mean, Pacheco's a bad mother coming downhill. That guy is the most physical runner they've had in a long time. Yeah. He, you'll look at him, and he's like 5'10. He's 216 pounds. Like that right. guy is a freight train coming down. And, so, and he's fast. He is. That run against Jacksonville, how he hit the corner, I, 
dude, I, I'll tell you, honest God's truth, man. He hit that corner. I think it was Tyson Campbell coming over to make the tackle on the angle. I think I said this on the Saturday podcast after the game. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna kill Tyson Campbell. I really. Did. I thought he was gonna hit him in the next month. Yeah. But you know, listen, he had a great game. I think if you're Kansas City, though, you, the other the other thing it does serve as a purpose. The other thing it does, the Chiefs have struggled with Hubbard and Hendrickson off the edges at times in these games. When you're running the ball effectively, it slows that down. It just does. At some point, you know, you've got to look. Think about it from an offensive lineman's perspective and a defensive lineman's perspective. Okay. You're an alignment, you're in pass protection. A lot of times you're going backwards. It's passive. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to hold up against an oncoming charge. For a defensive lineman, how, how much does that really wear you out? Right? I mean, so what? Right? If you're in good shape, you can do it all day long. When you're against the run, the offensive line's on the aggressive. They're coming downhill. They're smashing you. You've got to make a tackle. You've got to make a play. You've got to get over a gap. Like, there's a reason. If you, to be fair, every Bengals fan in here will tell you the same thing. You watched that Bills Bengals game last weekend, but the fourth quarter, the Bills were like, "Fuck this, man! I don't want to yep. tackle him anymore. I am done with this." The Bills quit like choking dogs in the fourth quarter of that game, flat out. Joe Mixon was kicking their ass up and down the field. That offensive line was giving them the business, and by the fourth quarter, Mixon was running off seven yards a clip without even being touched. Yep. I mean, they just didn't want to hit him anymore. They didn't want to hit him. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm trying to do a similar thing. I'm not saying you're going to do as effective a job. I mean, the Bengals put on a master class in that game against Buffalo. But you've got to be able to run the football. And if you can do that in this game, I think it gives you a, a real leg up. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, and another thing I think people need to remember with those tight end sets is it doesn't just mean they're going to run every time out of those. Of course. And, they, and those, they got Kelsey as one of those guys. Right. Those tight ends that we're talking about in – the Chiefs have done something, I think, very deliberately, and they haven't used it a ton. But if you go out there and you put Kelsey, Noah Gray, or Kelsey and Fortson and Blake Bell out on the field, Blake Bell is not a guy you want to be throwing the ball to a ton, but he can catch the ball. Blake Bell is the only one that's strictly a blocking-style tight end. So when those guys go out there, they take up a lot of space, they can help in the run game, they can push people out of the way, but then... You get the Bengals in their base set, and you have advantages with those tight ends. You have advantages if you run three times and then Noah Gray goes out for a pass. The same thing with Kelsey. So I think that, and right. you know, that's the point that Orlovsky made. If you can find his video, he said it's it was never going to be a Patrick Mahomes game. It was always going to be about this personnel, and he and he broke it down. It was really interesting, and I agree with him a hundred percent. I think it's really fascinating, and it could be. That it's been all leading up to this. Pacheco getting more snaps, the screen game with McKinnon, getting Jody Fortson back. Like, think about it. Everybody was like, the whole thing that happened with Chris Lamonts this week, and the Bengals took him, and he's a special team player, he's a cornerback. Right. And they were like, why, why Chris Lamonts? You know, why did they make that move to make that roster space? And people were like, is it, is it going to be because of CEH? I think it was because of Jody Fortson. So do I. Yeah. So do I. Um, I just think for the Chiefs in this game, you've got to play physical. You do on both sides of the football. Like this is a game where finesse football is not going to win this game for you. And by the way, to their credit, they have done that this season at times. They went into Tampa, which at the time, look, I Tampa's got no offense. It's fine. 
Tampa Bay at the time had a very, very good defense. The Chiefs baptized them in that game. They ran them over all night. And with due respect to Cincinnati, the, the Buccaneers have more talent up front than, than Cincinnati does. The Chiefs ran them over the entire game. Then they went to San Francisco. And that game was a game where, look, I don't think anybody would argue they have the best defense in the NFL. Okay? That team is fantastic. Fantastic on that side of the ball. All right? And I'm going to pull up that box score right now. First of all, Chiefs won 44-23, to despite the fact they turned the ball over twice and missed a field goal. They ran the ball for 5.3 yards per carry in that game and three touchdowns. Mahomes went 25-34 for 423 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Juju went over 100. MVS went over 100. Kelsey had six catches for 98. My point is, the Chiefs in that game played the best defense the NFL has to offer. Lit them up. Absolutely lit them up. Like, they lined up. And by the way, the big point in that, that I, I should, should have mentioned right at the top, how many sacks did they give up? One sack. That is a great front. I mean, Cincinnati has 30 sacks this year. Bosa has 18 and a half. Okay? They sh- he did nothing in that game. The Chiefs were creative. They were smart. They were physical. They blew the doors off San Francisco. They were the tougher team. They're so rarely, they're so rarely the tougher team. And in those two games – Yep. Those are two bully defenses. Yes. And, and the they, Chiefs bullied them. They destroyed those two teams in those games by, by just lining up and saying, here it comes. That game against the Bucs, 37 carries, 189 yards, 5.1 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Mahomes only threw for 249 yards, 6.7 yards in attempt. Didn't have to. The Bucs, by the way, in that game, six carries, three yards. Like, the Chiefs have the capability to play like that when they really want to, but they've got to really want to do it in this game. They've got to want to win that way. They've got to want to line up and impose their will. They are physically able to do that, but they don't always play that way. They're going to have to play that way to win in this game. And I'll just say for some of the folks in the chat, I've seen Bengals fans in there. I've seen Chiefs fans in there. Chiefs will win. That's not going to help you in this game, right? I've I, Such incredible confidence from both sides. Let me tell you, my professional opinion, if you're that confident, if you're a Bengals fan, or if you're that confident, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're a fool. <laughs> it's great. Have, you're terrified. Yeah, yeah. Have, have, you know, have confidence in your team that they can pull it out. Do it, absolutely. But, like, if you go into Sunday, either, either one of these fan bases think it's going to be a cakewalk, you're going to win no matter what, you're, your you're setting yourself up for a potential yeah. big letdown. Yeah, you're out of your mind. There is no world where you're going to this guy. I don't care what's happening. Look, man, these are the two best teams in the AFC. The line is one point at the moment. There's a reason. It's a good, It's going to be a really good game. I will be shocked, and I'll give all the credit in the world. If one of these teams blows the other one out, full measure to them all the way. I just do not – I would be floored – if that happens, I think this game will be a very tight game all the way through. I think either team can win the game. I think it's going to come down really to probably in the end, who makes one or two big plays or who makes one big mistake. You know, who fumbles the ball like Kelsey did the last time he saw each other. Who makes a throw that you're like, no defense for it, man. What are you going to do? Think about the last time they saw each other. Third and 11, Burrow's trying to finish off the game. His throw to Higgins was perfect. I mean, Joshua Williams was basically in Higgins' jersey with it. It was a perfect throw. You you just tipped the cap. So yeah. 
I think sometimes you got to just go, okay, hey, fair enough, right? Like, I think this is what this game is going to be. It's going to come right down to the end. I really feel that way. Shout out to Joe Dugan for the super chat. Why are the Bengals being talked about like the 07 Pats or 85 Bears when they're two lucky fumbles away from losing to the Patriots and Ravens in the last four weeks? I look, Joe, it's it, it's a it's it's the sports talk cycle. It's the prisoner of the moment thing. Now, don't get me wrong, the Bengals are excellent, but you're right. Like just two weeks ago, they looked like they were in trouble there with the Ravens, right? So, you know. Then they go and they wipe the floor with Buffalo, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're incredible. They're unstoppable force. Um, they're a very good team, and just like every other good team, including the Chiefs, they're foul. And if things they don't play well, a couple bad bounces, they could – I mean, come on, man. Who thought that the, Beng- the, the Bengals were going to blow the Bills out? Me. You did. You did. Okay. You, you you saw it coming. I thought but they like, would kill him. I, I wanted to play, if, from the Chiefs' perspective, I wanted the Chiefs to play the Bills, so I think the Chiefs would have done the same thing to him. But do you, you think they would have held him to 10 points? Did you think they were going to hold him to 10 points? No, but I thought the I thought the Bengals were going to win the game pretty comfortably. Yeah, I did not think it would be 27 to 10, but I, I thought it would be something where, I think I picked it like 31 to 27, but I can honestly say I thought it would be like the Bills scoring late to make it closer. I thought the Bengals were going to hammer them in that game. And they yeah. they did. I'm not surprised. I, look, so far, the only game I've gotten wrong in the playoffs: Bucks and Cowboys. Like a dope. I I want the Cowboys waited a week lo- longer than I thought to just completely fall apart. Um, that's it. Otherwise, you know, rolling, rolling. I'm nine and one. <laughs> so, how do you think the Chiefs can get home in this game? Uh, they only had one sack the last time these two teams played, despite the fact that the Chiefs have been good at getting to the quarterback. What? What do the Chiefs need to do to get home and, and cause some trouble for Burrow on this one? So it's an interesting deal, right? Because the Bengals are probably going to have three backups. Okay, we don't know for sure yet. We know Lyle Collins are right tackles out towards ACL. Uh, right guard Alex Kappa did not practice either one of the first two days this week. Uh, neither did left tackle Jonah Williams. So it looks like you're just going to see 60% worth of backups. Now, that's 60% worth of backups played last week and looked pretty damn good against Buffalo. The Bills do not have the pass rush that the Chiefs have. And that is where the Chiefs have to exploit it. But in the past, that they have struggled. Even last year, when the Bengals had a brutal offensive line. Chiefs only sacked Burrow once in that game. Couldn't get home. I think one thing the Chiefs have done that's been very, very effective at the end of the season, and they really kind of started doing it after the Bengals game, maybe like the last four games or so, they will walk Bolton up over the center. And it forces offensive lines to say, okay, it's going to be one-on-one all the way across the line. And Chris Jones has just destroyed guards doing that. Like, they shade him between the guard and the tackle so the center can't come over and help if Bolton drops. And he's he's just absolutely gone after him. They've also put him on the same side at times as Carl Loftus, and that's opened up Carl Loftus. Bottom line, Chiefs have to win these one-on-ones. Like, you've got to win these one-on-one matchups. Frank Clark and George Karloftis and good old friend of the Bengals, Carlos Dunlap, like, you should win these one-on-ones against these tackles. Sorry. Carmen, I actually like Carmen as a prospect. I think he's got a lot of potential, their left tackle right now. He's more power than he is, like, a speed type of a tackle. Frank Clark should be able to win that matchup. Like, straight up. Should be able to win it. You know, Karloftis on the right side, he should be able to do some things with that matchup. Jones should be able to win interior 
matchups. Like they, they have to do it though. They have to like that to me is it's easy to say that, but one thing keep in mind: Burrow gets rid of the ball very quickly. That's another reason I play man in this game. You've yep. got to try to you know, get on the line of scrimmage, and look, I'm not even going to BS it. Mug the receivers, just mug them at the line. I'm not saying anything dirty. I'm not saying like hurt a guy, but like physically get up in the line of scrimmage and just try to disrupt timing. This I would tell every one of these perimeter corners for the Chiefs. Listen to me. Get on the line of scrimmage. Get on the inside shoulder of these receivers. And if you get beat across your face, you're coming out of this game. You are not to get beat. I don't care what you do. You make that throw go between you and the sideline. No slants, no crossers, no easy stuff like that. If it's if they're going to beat you, it's going to be without breaking routes and stuff down the sideline where you should have help with the safety if it's deep enough. I think if you're Kansas City, that's the way you have to play this football game. But I think it's going to come down up front to just one-on-one. you got to win those matchups. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to our final score predictions here. Before we do, I just wanted to shout out Gray for the Super Chat, who said if Lamar Jackson plays, they lose. Very well may be the case. And and uh, and in response to that Super Chat, uh, G1MM13, the loot, said, what a waste of $2, you loser, LOL. And I just want to say to you, no amount of being an asshole on the internet is going to make your parents love you anymore. That's true. You can't. You're just not going to be able to be anything but a disappointment in their eyes. So I just wanted to say that to you. I wanted you to know it's not going to help. So keep firing. They're actively rooting for you not to show up on Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. They certainly are. Uh, but keep firing away. I'm, I'm hoping to see some skull emojis there in the chat. All right. Let's get to it. I want you to go first, Verteram. <laughs> I'm making you go first. I want to end things you on You can ride nice in on the white horse. That's um, right. That's right. Look, I have a rule. When I think games are close, when I think they're really tight, I look at the coach and I look at the quarterbacks. I think I think in this game, yes, I think Mahomes is, is one. I think Burrow is two. But they're, they're the two best quarterbacks in the world, in my opinion. I think the coaching staff, like, yeah, Reed has Zach Taylor. But overall, I think – first of all, I think Taylor's a good coach. Secondly, I think the staffs are both fantastic. Um. So then it's like, well, does one of these teams play well against the other one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of them beats the other one every time. If I had faith that Andy Reid would run the ball and that the Chiefs wouldn't beat themselves with turnovers and penalties in this game, I would take the Chiefs. I don't have that faith. So I am taking the Bengals 27-23. to 23. I believe that if the Chiefs play their best game, they will win the football game. But they have struggled with Hendrickson and Hubbard, even in three- and four-man rushes. They have abandoned the run game even when it's worked. They have turned the ball over three times in those three games. They have taken 10 penalties that have given the Bengals an automatic first down in those games. They have had a kick return touchdown brought back on a penalty that was 20 yards away from the damn play. I'm taking the Bengals because they always find a way to win this game. But I do think that if the Chiefs play their best, they'll win. They just don't typically do it against Cincinnati. Prove me wrong. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals in a, in a very close, frustrating game for Kansas City. Oh, man. You're going to want to be, or maybe you're not going to want to be at the postgame show. If the Chiefs lose to the Bengals again, it's going to be rough. Um, but uh, let us know your uh, your predictions in the chat here. Look, when was the last time you picked the Chiefs to lose, Verderam? Was it the Tampa game? Or was it was – it, there was like one time, I feel like, this year you picked I picked them to lose to Tampa – uh, 
I think I picked them to lose to Buffalo. I think. I could be wrong with that. I think. I think I But it's not often. Yeah. They, they don't really deserve to be picked to lose often. I, I Again, if they play their best game, they will win this game. Can they do it? They haven't done it over and over and over and over and over. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie about it just to try to shield it. I always try to be honest. It's my honest feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I look, everything, everything up here is telling me that I should pick the Bengals in this game. Mahomes is Mahomes is hobbled a little bit. We don't know to what extent. Uh, the Bengals are on fire right now. They won like 10 games in a row. Their offense is super intimidating. They've got a, a really accurate quarterback. He's on his rookie deal. You know, they're they're stacked. It's it just all lining up. It reminds they remind me a little bit of the Chiefs when the Chiefs got to the AFC Championship game and then they they went back and they licked their wounds and they came back and they finally got that Super Bowl. And as much as this rivalry has blown up, if the Bengals do that, I will be, you know, I'll be happy for Bengals fans because you and I interacted with a lot of Bengals fans at the Super Bowl. We were there, we felt for them. Um, it was, you know, they were great fans, uh, as, as much as the, you know, the trolls are in every fan base are out there talking trash, but by and large Bengals fans, they're a lot more like us than you might think. Um, as somebody who's from Ohio, but every, so everything up here is telling me you got to pick, pick the Bengals in this one. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's cause I'm a Homer. Maybe it's because I'm a fan. I can't pick against the chiefs in this one. And I picked against them more than anybody else. I think on this podcast this year, um, but in this one, I just – I don't know. I don't know what it is. I got the Chiefs 30, the Bengals 28, and a nail-biter. I think that I think the, the, the Chiefs are either going to win close or they're going to go the way of Buffalo, to be honest with you. And I know you don't agree with that. But I, I, I just think that Andy Reid – I'm looking at the coaching in this one. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo and all their years of experience – and I'm thinking to myself, is it possible that these guys can lose to the same team four times in a row, twice in the AFC Championship game? And of course it's possible, right? This is a really team. They're well coached. Of course it's possible. And it doesn't mean anything about anybody's legacy. It's just one game. I just think in this one, it's going to be one of those games where Andy comes out with the right game plan, where he's, he's been humbled to a degree by what the Bengals have done to the Chiefs these last three times. And I think sometimes when we get ego out of the way, one of my favorite books, Ego is the Enemy. I got it right here. So it's a constant reminder for me. And sometimes we need to be humbled a little bit before we can let our ego get out of the way and see things as clearly as we need to see them. And I'm wondering if that might have happened with some people on the Chiefs staff the last few times against the Bengals. And that this time they come out with the right game plan, ego aside, and execute it the way that you said, Verdram, a, a mistake-free game with the right game plan. I think the Chiefs are going to do it. I think they're going to pull this one out and go back to the Super Bowl. By the way, I will, I'll close my thoughts with this. First of all, I'm not always a huge like home field advantage is the end of the earth. I, I think in this game, if there's one thing the Chiefs have going for them, that, that place is going to be going nuts for this game. I mean – between Mahomes' injury and the three losses, like there, there's going to be an emotion to that crowd that's going to really be felt early. And I think the Bengals, a huge key if I'm the Bengals is you got to take that out of the game early. 
if that builds, if that like if Mahomes comes out and throws a bomb down the field on the first drive and hits somebody, like that place is going to go insane. Um, also, I will say the legacy thing. I find that conversation very bizarre. And I wrote about it late last night and published it this morning on Fanside. You can check it out either on fanside.com right in the front page, or you could check it out on my Twitter feed at Matt Verderam. Um, you know, this game, I feel, and I felt going into the last week, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. I don't even think it's arguable, but I do think Burrow's number two. And I don't think that's arguable. This game from a historical standpoint is way bigger for Joe Burrow than it is for Patrick Mahomes. Nobody in 25, 30 years is going to be like, oh my God, they lost to the Bengals four times. Who the hell is going to care? Like, no, no one's going to go, like, when he's walking up to Canton, nobody's going to be like, well, shit, hold on a minute. They, they, he's four losses. Like, nobody's going to care. Okay? Yeah. I'll give an example of that. Who's the better quarterback in your mind? Dan Marino or Jim Kelly? Dan Marino. Okay. Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls. Dan Marino went to one. Jim Kelly beat him in all three playoff games they saw each other in. Not one human being alive, including Jim Kelly, is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had a better career. No, you didn't. And you're a Hall of Famer. Jim Kelly's awesome. He wasn't him. Now, I think the reason this game is bigger, if you look at Mahomes' career, okay, I think it's a safe thing to say he's going to win the MVP this year. He's going to have two MVPs. He already has a Super Bowl win. He's been to two. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He started for five years. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. He is a two-time first-team All-Pro, a one-time second-team All-Pro. He's thrown for 50 touchdown passes in his career in a season. He has twice eclipsed 5,000 yards. He, Brady, and Breeze are the only guys to ever do that. He's only 27 years old. He has thrown for 35 touchdown passes four times in his career. The only guy who's ever, or the only guys who have ever done that more than him are Brady and Rodgers, each with six. Those men are now 45 and 39 years old, okay? If Mahomes retired tomorrow, he is walking into the Hall of Fame. He is walking in. I think Joe Burrow's terrific. Joe Burrow's been to one Pro Bowl, and he lost in a Super Bowl. That is his resume, historically speaking. Right now, it's hard to see that because we're in the moment, but if you took it out 30 years from now, Burrow... He needs what every great quarterback strives for, right? Needs that ring. He needs that that capstone. Doesn't mean he can't be looked at as great without it. Marino, Warren Moon, Dan Fouts. But it escalates you in the pantheon of history. Patrick Mahomes, if he never wins another Super Bowl, he won one. He never has to be part of that conversation. Right. Burrow, Allen, Herbert, all go everyone throwing Lamar, they're all part of that right now. This game is way bigger, historically speaking, for Joe Burrow than it is for Patrick Mahomes. This is a resume patter for Mahomes. It's a resume maker for Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. And on the legacy thing and the whole like quarterback versus quarterback, who do you think is a better quarterback, Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford? Yeah, Burrow, of course. Yeah. Right, and, and yet he beat him. Right, right. So there, there's levels. This. By the way, one guy's like, bro, he played one full year. Uh, I don't know if you were in a coma. This is year three. Um so if we're talking about Burrow, sir, uh, this is year three, my friend. He's he's been a starter for three years in the NFL. Um, if if the if 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 Joe if Joe Burrow had the Rams defense in that Super Bowl, you and I watched firsthand. Does he win that Super Bowl? Yes. If they, well, if he had an offensive line, he would have won. If Tyler Boyd didn't drop that ball at midfield, he probably would have won the Super Bowl. Right. Right. So 
you know, these people that are on TV and in this chat and everywhere else who are like, oh, the fact that, you know, Bur- it's not Burrow versus Mahomes. It is, and it's fun. It's fun right. because but it's not like an Manning, actuality. Right. Just like right. Manning Brady, we right. love to sit. And it's how awesome is it, by the way, that both these teams are back this year? Like as a football fan? Great. The, the, that's that's what you want, man. Like that's incredible. I don't want to see the yeah. Chiefs play the Titans again, and like Ryan Tannehill. Like you know, I want to see him go through a great quarterback and a great team. That's awesome. So I think, yeah, don't get caught up in all that that legacy stuff. At the end of these careers, at the end of Mahomes' career and the end of Burrow's career, yep. we could sit down and talk about who had the better career. There will better. be highs and lows. Yep. of everybody's career. And the one guy who responded to me said, well, Burrow was hurt his first year. Bro, they were atrocious that year. I don't think they exactly lost out in the Super Bowl run. Um, it's it's true, though. Like, I mean, Brady has lost more Super Bowls than anybody. Uh, you think, right. or, or at least, or excuse me, other than Kelly. He's lost three of them. So he's tied with, I think, Elway for the other. Like, you think you think Brady's really sweating that? Right. I you know, it's it's a body of work. And you're right. Like, Burrow, Burrow is better than Safford, easily. But, you know, what are you going to do? Like, they yeah. didn't win the game. And history will fade. But I could sit there as a Chiefs fan and go, well, if D Ford knew how to line up, the Chiefs probably would have won that year. They would have won the AFC Championship game for sure. I mean, that's a matter of fact. Yeah. And frankly, I think they would have gone out there and killed the Rams, to be really honest. if I, I, I think the Chiefs probably would have won that game going away I was at that Super Bowl, and I remember watching Goff just throw one balloon after the next thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, if the Chiefs win this game right now, like they, they, they would have just lit them up. But they weren't there. That's part of it. But you're right. This isn't – like, it's Burrow-Mahomes on the poster, but it's not really Burrow against Mahomes. It's Burrow right. against Steve Spagnuolo in that defense, and it's Mahomes against Luana Rumo in that defense. And by the way, I have a sneaky suspicion this is not going to be the last time these two teams see each other deep in the playoffs. No way. Like, this is probably chapter two of like an eight part book. Yeah. So settle in. I mean, that's yeah. a, and you know what? That's going to make it great because the Bengals are going to win some of them. The Chiefs are going to win some of them. And at the end of it, the funny thing is, I think both fan bases are going to look back and go, you know what? That was a, that was a lot of fun. Like awesome. there were some heartbreakers, but that's what makes the great ones so great. Yeah. And to the, and to the Burrow fans, and you should be, and he's great. And I think he's the second best quarterback in football right now. Take it from us. It's hard to stay on. It's hard to have your guy stay on top because, you know, think about it as Chiefs fans. Remember when it was Lamar? Lamar's, is it Lamar or is it Mahomes? Then it was, is it Herbert or is it Mahomes? Is it Allen? Look, look, look how people are talking about Josh Allen right now. Like, people tried to make Justin Jefferson. Tier. Oh, I'm sorry. People tried to make Justin Jefferson the MVP like uh, right. three weeks ago. Right. People are like, yeah. why isn't it him? You're like, well, because yeah. he's, he's not even the most valuable player on his own team. Um, but yeah, you're, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're right. No, yeah, but, but, but it's it, your guy. They try to drop your guy down to that second tier as quickly as possible. And so, you know, right now, Joe's definitely still on his ascension, right? Back-to-back AFC Championship games. Get ready because all the haters are going to be coming in the first – the first time, Kenny Pickett next year, just get ready for it. Get ready for it. First take. It's going to be up there. Who's the better quarterback in the NFC North or AFC North? Just just wait for it. It's coming. Might not be Pickett. Might not be the Steelers, but it's coming. I mean, God, look, Bengals fans can attest, hell, they were in two. They lost to Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush, right? Like a terrible start. There are real human beings who analyze this sport. Are like, oh, frauds. Frauds. This is what you live with, like. Yeah. But it just, but to your point, it goes to show, like, guys, this stuff happens 
all the time. The Bengals lost last year to Mike White. Like, right. does it mean the, the Jets are better? No. It's just, look, there are ebbs and flows. The Chiefs almost lost to the damn Texans this year. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that they're on equal footing. Yeah. Like the bottom line is these two teams are here for a reason. They are the two best teams in the AFC. I look forward to it. I think, and you know what, honestly, and somebody asked this really early in the chat, they're like, if the Bengals win, would you root for them in the Super Bowl? You know what? Probably would. Like, I enjoy watching them. I, I, I have nothing against them. I don't, I mean, look, I'll be covering the games. So like journalistically, I'm not going to have like a rooting interest, but in turn, like, let's put it this way. I'd be happy for them if they won. Those fans have been through hell. If you're a Chiefs fan, you can't appreciate that. I don't know what to tell you. The Bengals had a 30-year drought of winning a playoff game. Sound familiar? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, you can't empathize with Bengals fans. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, to me, that's what's kind of fun about this era with them and the Bills. All these fan bases have just been through utter hell for the last half century. Like, if anybody deserves it, it's these fan bases. Now, the Bills, of course, are the Bills, and now they're going through hell again because now they're behind these two teams. But – yeah, like I'd rather watch the Bengals go do something. Like, oh, hey, it's Pittsburgh again. Like, to hell with that. They've been good for 50 years. So I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see these franchises as good as they are. Absolutely. I I will be happy for Bengals fans if the Bengals go on to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'll be able to root for the Bengals just because I'm petty. I'm a fan. Can't so Hard to swallow asking me two weeks after the Chiefs lose the second AFC Championship game to the Bengals to – to pull for him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right, everybody. This is it. Look, we'll be back on Sunday before the game with our Chiefs pregame show. Uh, we'll be there for halftime and come hell or high water, win or lose, we'll be there after the game. Uh, uh, hopefully celebrating, hopefully cracking open a couple KC beers. If you want to help us out again, check out all the links in the descriptions, become a member. Make that bet over at BetMGM. Use the code Arrowhead. Make your make your wager of ten bucks or more before Sunday. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, all the numbers are at the bottom of the screen. We're gonna get out of here. I hope you all have a great weekend. I'm not going to. I'm just gonna sit there all day Saturday, miserable, feeling like I'm gonna vomit, uh, and try to get myself to Sunday. It's gonna be Sunday's gonna be a long ass day, Vertoram. I'm going out with my wife for dinner on Saturday because it'll take my mind off it. And then Sunday, I'm going to be watching the Eagles Niners knowing like professionally I have to write about it. So I have to focus on that game, knowing damn well what's coming up next. Yeah. Um, this is why they, this is why they pay me folks. Cause I've got to, I got to be a professional really hone in for that Eagles Niners game. And then the next day I fly to mobile. Fly to Mo- <laughs> like if they yeah. lose, this is every time after the AFC title game, I have flown out the chiefs. The first year I went to mobile, it was right after they lost to the Pats. So I am on that plane. I'm either very happy or I'm like, oh, God. I got to fly Mobile the next morning. So yeah. I'll either have a very long flight on Monday or a flight that seems like a snap of the finger. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for everybody, especially Doug in Kansas, who had many nice things to say in the chat about us throughout the course of the show. But all of our members, everybody who participated, even the Bengals fans that were trolling, Appreciate you guys. We will see you on Sunday. Until then, for producer Richard from Averteram, my name is Patrick Allen. Uh, We'll see you Sunday, but as always, go Chiefs.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.